חגיגה דף י"ב עמוד ב', Keep it to yourself, הרייזה מגסי הרוח. We have a halacha that is given to us back in Psachim on Dav Kuftet Vav, where we learned that Rabbi Yelozo told us in the name of Rabbi Yoshaya, Kol Shetibulo Bemashke Tzarech Netilat Yadayim. Any food which is normally served by dipping it first into a specific liquid, we'll see further on which liquids it applies to, Tzarech Netilat Yadayim, where one has to wash one's hands before eating that food. And that includes fruit. However, in our Gemara on Dav Yud Ches, If you wash your hands for peyrot, then this is considered uh, arrogance. You're one of the arrogant people if you do that. Um, when we get to Shulchan Aruch, and this whole thing of, of when the Tilat Yadayim was required and when it wasn't, it was certainly required for bread. Was it only in their days or in our days too? Is a, is a big area. But for our purposes, let's look at the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch tells us, in Simon Kufnu and Chet Seif Dalet, Im ochel davar shetibulo be'echad m'shiva mashkin, if one eats anything which is dipped, normally dipped, and this particular case it is dipped, in any of the seven primary liquids, which the Shulchan Aruch then lists, and one of them is, is water, ve'lo nitnagev, and it hasn't been dried, ve'afilu en yadav nogot b'makom ha'mashke, even if it was the tip of the fruit or vegetable that was dipped into the, into the liquid, and where you're holding the, the fruit is not wet at all, still, צריך נטילה בלו ברכה, one has to do נטילת ידיים, without a bracha, based on that Gemara in Psochim. ואפילו says the Ramo, אינו מטבל רק ראש הירק או הפרי, אפילו הכי יטול בלו ברכה, even if you've only dipped the edge of the fruit or the vegetable, Um, you still make a bracha, you still wash your hands, but without a bracha. Why is that so? Why without a bracha? So the Mishnah Brewer gives us a bit of the background. There are some Rishonim who hold that Netilat Yadayim was only required for fruit and vegetable dipped in liquids in those days where they used to eat betahara, they used to eat in purity. There was the issue of, uh, of uh, truma, And truma had to be eaten in purity, so it was decided that everything should be eaten in purity. Um, not so in our days, where in any case we're not pure, and therefore there's no reason to say the bracha. In fact, it would be wrong to say the bracha of Anzirat Yadayim if you washed your hands, because when there's a doubt about a bracha, should you or shouldn't you, we don't, we, we don't make that bracha. So here too... Um, there are views that the tilatya daim, washing your hands for wet fruit, doesn't apply today. And some say they, they do. The Magen Avrom, the Mishaburah says, brings the, the, the view to Ha'olam no Hagim Shaloli told that the general minhag is not to wash hands for wet fruit. And they've, they've got what to rely on. Uh, which is those Rishonim who hold that it doesn't apply today. But the Mishnah Brura adds, There are many Achronim who were very specific that this is a law that we should keep. This is a halacha that we should keep even in our days. Um, and in, that includes the Vilna Gon. And therefore, even though certainly the Minag is not to make a bracha, The Mishnah Brura Paskins, the Chofetz Chaim Paskins, Ein lahakel le'echol b'li netila. One should not eat without netila. V'tzarich uh, l'zeh kol dinei netila kamolopat, and you need all the laws of 
hand washing like for bread. You've got to use a clee. You've got to use a vessel, throw on the one hand first and then on the other hand, exactly as you would for bread, except you don't make a bracha. And that's what one should do if one's eating wet fruit and vegetable. However, in the next sif, in the same siman, the Shulchan Aruch continues. And based on our Gemara, it says, However, if he washes his hand for, hands for fruit, this is considered a person who's arrogant. But Davka Shinot Limbe Torah Chiyuv, the Ramor asks, adds, and that's specifically if you're doing it as a mitzvah, you're doing it because you're from, you're doing it because that's what the halacha requires. Avalim Notlan Bishum de Kiyut, but if you're washing your hands out of cleanliness, you, your hands have not been washed for a while, and you're about to touch food and eat it, that of course you can do Shiloyu Yadav Nikiot, if your hands weren't clean, Mutar then the, uh, the Smak, the Sefer Mitzvot Ketanot, Paskins and the Ramor brings it Lahalacha that absolutely then you can do it. It's not that you're not allowed to wash your hands before fruit. It's just you're not allowed to do it, l'shem mitzvah, to do it as if this is a mitzvah that, that, that you're doing. Um, and, and, and why is that, so, is that so? So the Mishnah Baruch explains. The reason is, It makes you look as if you are very specific and very holy, and even though there are many poskim who say that nowadays you don't need to wash your hands, you make a big scene and you go and you wash your hands beforehand. You're positioning yourself as somebody who's very, very pious. Because um, from the actual main law, this was not, this was not required. Um, and so the thing then to do would be to dry the fruit and not to eat the wet, but not to make a spectacle of washing when washing isn't needed. The Ketava Kabbalah gives some interesting reason in, in, in Sefer Vayikra, and he talks about the fact that Ruchitza in the Torah is translated by Unkelus and by Targum Yonatan as Kedusha. Kedush Yadayim Vraglaim we talk about, sanctifying the hands and the feet of the Kohanim. Um, and therefore he says that Chazal also called the washing of hands for eating, gamken b'shem kedusha. That's also called, called sanctity. Because, says the Ketav Kabbalah, the holy people, people who are on a high level of kedusha and of ruchniyot, they sanctify themselves even when they're eating. The idea of kedusha, as, as we know from from. Chazal, uh, and we know from the Mesilla Shishorim and others, Kedusha is the idea of prishut, of some degree of disengagement from physical and material immersion, holding oneself back somewhat from, from that. That's what Kedusha is. Uh, Kedusha is to somewhat insulate oneself from a total absorption into the physical world around us, into the material world around us. And the Ketav Kabbalah says that people of great standard, even when they're eating, which is a very physical thing to be doing, even at that time they mekadesh themselves, they sanctify themselves, because they're very clear in their mind and their intention that the purpose of the food is not just because it's delicious and because they're hungry and because they want to eat. Uh, but there is a spiritual reason 
for eating. And they're conscious of that reason. They're mindful of this. The purpose is to keep alive and to sustain and to give strength, strength. And that this is what Hashem wants them to do. So there's mitzvah even in their eating. They might be sitting down to a delicious meal, but their focus is on fulfilling the will of Hashem and sustaining their, their physical well-being through this. It's not about an immersion in the pleasure of eating. Um, and it's interesting that in recent times, food and, and the foodies and, and chefing and, and has become a major uh, absorption of people. The TV programs that deal with it, the competitions and games around it, people's interest, it's become something of almost a universal obsession, the preparing of food and the eating of food. And, and there's something beautiful about that and there's something very aesthetic about that. But, but when it comes to Kedushah, it's important that, yes, the food is, is the food of Hashem. As the Ketavah Kabbalah himself writes, you're eating off Hashem's table. You're eating Hashem's food, so the food should be presented beautifully and should look beautiful and should taste beautiful. That's all good. But the intention, where the mindset is, is not the eating of the food just for to satisfy a physical desire, but the eating of the food as a way of securing one's own well-being and elevating the food, as the Messias Yashorim explains, that by a tzaddik eating food, you're elevating the species of the food that is, that is eating. That is eating. And that's the idea, says the Ketav Kabbalah, of Motalach, that even in the things that you're allowed to, to eat, they're kosher, it's fine, there's nothing wrong with it. Do it with an attitude of kedusha, And that's part of the reason of washing your hands before, before a meal to remind you that you're approaching an act an act of kedusha. You're approaching a holy service. This is not just eating. This is a holy service. The table is like a mizbeach. The food is like a korban. You're getting the food from Hashem himself. There is so much sanctity and so much spirituality in the act of eating. And washing the hands makes one aware of this. And this takana was made primarily for when one sits down to a proper meal and a proper meal is usually designated by, by having bread at the meal, having a staple at the meal as well. So therefore, when an individual washes his hands publicly when he's eating fruit, he's demonstrating that unlike most people, I wash my hands even before I have a piece of fruit because I'm on such a high level that I'm eating not for my own satisfaction, but I'm eating because it's a mitzvah of Hashem to take care of ourselves. Now, he might well be on that level, the Ketav Kabbalah is not suggesting, or we're not suggesting in applying the Ketav Kabbalah that this person might not be on this level. He might be on that, this level. But when Rav Nachman says it's Gasut HaRuach, it's Gasut HaRuach to make a public statement of the superior level of spirituality on which you find yourself. And so we have to be careful that piety is wonderful and taking on higher standards of piety is wonderful. But when we do, keep those standards private. Piety is not for publicity. Piety is something very internal, very private. And the moment it becomes a public spectacle, it lo loses some of the essential qualities of the very piety we're trying to achieve. And so always to understand that boundary line between what we reveal to the public and what we keep to ourselves. And higher standards of Kedusha, where we're keeping levels higher than the average person, that's something to keep to ourselves rather than to make public.